Are you ready to discover and unlock your full potential in God? Are you ready to release the power of God in your life? Or do you sense that purpose and destiny are beckoning you to take a leap of faith? If so, continue to listen to this episode. I want to welcome you to Conversations with Chris. I am your host, Christian T. Howell Sr. I'm going to share uncompromising truth and amazing insights as we partner with God on our journey to wholeness, purpose, and to pursue our callings and passion. Take a listen and please stay tuned to the end of the episode. I've got some exciting updates to share with you. See you in just a few minutes. Well, hello and welcome to this week's episode of Conversations with Chris. I am your host, Christian T. Howell Sr., and I am so excited. I'm absolutely thrilled that you've taken time out of your busy life, your busy schedule, your busy agenda, and you've stopped to make time to have this conversation with me. I count it an honor and a privilege, and I don't take it lightly that we're spending a few moments together. Listen, we are having the time of our lives in this conversation concerning relationships. And I pray that it has really challenged you, stretched you, and blessed you, and caused you to grow in your understanding of relationships, and also caused your relationships to become more fruitful and productive. This week will be no different. I believe we're going to have a dynamic conversation, and I pray that you're ready for it. So you know the routine, get your pen, your paper, your notepad, your iPad, your Android, your Apple, your computer, your Mac, whatever you have to do, grab it and get ready to take copious notes because we're about to start our conversation for this week. Don't forget, share this podcast, download it, tell your friends, your neighbors, oh my God, even tell your enemies and your haters They need to hear a conversation with Chris because it is going to help change your relationships. Well, my friend, let's dig into this because we've been talking about relationships and I really want to help encourage you this week that in relationships, I want you to say something for once that we normally say is never healthy or appropriate to say, but in relationships, it's all about me and myself. Let me say that again. It's all about me and myself. That's right. In relationships, you matter the most and you're the only person who can change anything or improve anything or make something worse in relationships. But we're going to dig into this today because this thing about relationships, it's about you and yourself. Now, let me explain what I mean when I say you and yourself. You see, there's this concept that theorists and theologians alike argue and and really try to explain, and it is the concept of self. Let's talk just for a few minutes. Self. Self is really considered that personality or character that makes a person different from other people. It's not what makes us alike. It's how we're identified, 
what makes us distinct, what makes us stand out. That's what self is. It's, it's a particular part of your personality or, or a character trait that shines, that highlights. It's, it's the individual or the personality of a person. And so yourself is distinctly different from everyone else. You know the scripture. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. You, let me tell you, yourself, you are awesome. And you're different. You were not created to be like others. You are not created to conform to others, but to be compatible and to be in relationship with others. But interestingly enough, over in the New Testament, let's say Mark 12, 31, even Matthew quotes it. Jesus recalls in scripture from the Old Testament, he said, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. Now, if Jesus quoted it, it must be something that we must explore. He said we must love our neighbors as ourselves. In other words, it's impossible to love people, to engage people, to really be in a healthy relationship with people better than we are with ourselves. You see, if we don't think highly of ourselves, it's hard to think highly of others. Take a moment and just take a few notes. Theorists, a guy named Carl Rogers, really said there are three main components of self. Three components. The three components, one is self-image. So self-image is one component of self. Self-esteem or self-worth. And the other is your ideal self. Now, let me explain what Carl Rogers meant when he said that. Your self-image is really the view you have of yourself. It's how you see you. And your self-esteem or your self-worth is how much value you place on yourself. But your ideal self, that's the person you wish you were really like. You see, self is kind of complicated. It's complex. Because... It's how you see you, how you view you, how you value you. There's also intertwined with how people see you, but then how you really want to be. And so since you're fearfully, wonderfully made, we have to understand that we must learn to value ourselves and learn our learn to love ourselves to a degree that enable us to love and appreciate and cherish other individuals you see in the beginning back in Genesis chapter 2 verse 7 God breathed into the nostrils of man and man became a living soul he became alive he became distinctly different from all other creation he wasn't like the animals he wasn't like the sea he wasn't like the stars he wasn't like the trees or the grass or the ocean, man became alive. He became himself. And so self is associated and instituted by God in creation. The angel said, what is man that thou art mindful of him? He's so distinctly different. He's so unique that they were intrigued 
by humankind. But somewhere along the way, God said it is not good for man to be alone. You see, man was created for relationships. Let me say that again. Man was created for relationships. You see, man was there. Man had work, man had purpose. Man had identity. He was healthy, he was whole. But even in that perfect state, God said it's not good for him to be alone. Man was created for relationship. Now let's talk for a few minutes. The first relationship that's critical, then we learn from scripture, is man's relationship to his creator. That's right, man and God. You see, it is our relationship with God that gives us the distinct ability to know love and to receive love. God is love. And when we come into relationship with love, we become the epitome of love and it becomes easy to love others. It becomes easy to forgive others. It becomes easy to embrace others. It becomes easy to not compete with others because of our relationship with our father. You see, the relationship with your heavenly father, it settles you, it stabilizes you, it grounds you. It gives you your sense of identity and it, out of that healthy place that yourself becomes healthy enough to be in relationship with others. Let me tell you very clearly, I am directly implying that it's hard, not impossible, but hard to have extremely healthy relationship with others when you don't have relationship with self and God. You see, we're loving from what we don't know to be love. We're approaching people, we're engaging people, we're communicating with people from a place that has a void because it is not good for man to be alone. You see, God created man to be in relationship with him. Oh, let's just take a moment and embrace that truth. We weren't created for the pets. The pets were created for us. We weren't created for the beach. The beach was created for us. We weren't created for the sunset. The sunset was created for us. You see, he gave us all things to enjoy. He gave that to us to enjoy life. It's not that we need them, but things serve us. Things benefit us. The only dilemma was it was us and God. And out of that place, we enjoyed perfection. But God realized that I'm a spirit and man has a body. Man needs to be able to relate to someone just like him. He needs to be in relationship. You see, because man had a healthy relationship with God, God realized the need of man. Now, we'll talk about that in another episode. But I want to be very clear. It's not enough to say, I have God and no one else. When you hear those statements, that comes from a place of being hurt. Those are wounds talking. That's abandonment and rejection talking. For God said it's not good for man to be alone. And so oftentimes as a defense mechanism, we say things like, I don't need other people. Well, truthfully, you really do. 
listen, even in incarceration, the highest form of punishment is to make man be by himself. Did you ever think about that? That they call the harshest form of punishment is to put man in solitary confinement and cause him to be alone. You see, that being alone, even we recognize, is not good. So therefore, we must conclude that we need relationships. But in the midst of it, we've got to learn to love ourselves. Now, let's talk about that for a few more minutes, because it's hard to love yourself when you don't approve of yourself. When you see your mistakes, when you see your flaws. But my friend, the problem is you're seeing yourself from your own lens, not from the lens of your father. Oh, this is going to be really powerful. Just stay with me for a few more minutes. You see, the father sees you as whole. The father sees you as, as wonderful, as lovely, as amazing. He sees you as the apple of his eye. You're a masterpiece. You are expensive. You have value. Your mistakes doesn't disqualify you. Your, 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 your mishaps, they don't discredit you. Even your wrongdoings, they don't, uh, they don't condemn you. However, they give you experience and they add value to you. But when you begin to see all of those things and you change how you see yourself, it is at that point that your relationships take a turn for the worse. Because after all, in relationships, it's about you and yourself. Have you ever noticed that it's hard to love others when people don't love themselves? Have you ever considered that people that you have a hard time being in relationship with, those relationships struggle and they're stifled, not because of you, but because of how they see themselves? You know, let's talk just for a few more minutes. It is only befitting that we take the words of Jesus Christ and apply them here. Matthew 16 and 26, he talked about, what does it profit a man to gain the whole world and lose his soul or lose himself? Or what shall a man give in return for his soul? In other words, it's possible to pursue things, to pursue status, to pursue even other relationships at the expense of diminishing your own value. When you don't realize how valuable you are, you will sell out. And unfortunately, when we don't see our own value, we usually derive value from other people. Those relationships become toxic. They become heavy. They become codependent. And we all know that is not good. You see, God made us to be interdependent where we could depend on each other. We both bring something to the table. We both bring our value to the table. We both bring ideas to the table. You see, it's the joining where the two are better than one. But it's hard to do that when you don't see value in yourself. You see, let's go back to creation for a minute. Adam was the crowning of all of creation. He was the epitome. He was a direct representative and representation 
of his father. Even Jesus, before he began to do many things, the father watched him get baptized and lower voice came out of heaven and said, this is my son and who I'm well pleased. Listen, his identity was established before Jesus did works. Before Jesus healed the sick, raised the dead, before blind eyes were open and deaf ears, be, be, before water was turned into wine, Jesus got his identity settled by the Father. He understood I didn't have to please people because the Father loved him. He received love and it was easy to love others. It was easy to tolerate others. It was easy to forgive others. Because he got himself together. Now, I'm trying to tell you something very specifically. When you learn to embrace the love of your father, when you learn to look at yourself and see yourself for how the father sees you, when you learn to look and, and, and take your value from your father, then you, absolutely you, will learn to love yourself and you'll learn to love yourself beyond anything you've ever said, anything beyond you've ever done, or anything beyond you've ever experienced. You'll approve of yourself whether you've gotten your degree or not, whether your bank account is empty or full, whether you have a house or car, whether you're renting or leasing, even if you're in transition between jobs without one, your father still gives you value and you must love yourself. You've got to approve yourself, affirm yourself. And it is out of that place that you can begin to do it to others. No one is inferior. No one is superior. God made us all equal. And we can relate on that level. Even in Philippians, he said, don't do anything out of rivalry or conceit. But in humility, we got to count or esteem others better than ourselves. You see, let me say that. In a different, uh, let's say the Chris translation. You don't compete with other people. You prefer other people. Because I love me, I can prefer you. You see, our relationships can thrive when we're not competing. We're not jockeying for attention. We're not trying to see who's bigger, better, baddest, or the brightest. You see, that type of behavior kills relationships. And unknowingly is not the person you're competing with it's yourself my friend what am I trying to tell you today I am really trying to tell you that sometimes not always but sometimes relationships are challenged and strained and it's because of you and yourself we've got to learn to get me and myself together We've got to get our relationship with ourselves together. We got to stop relying on others for value and worth. We've got to stop competing to make ourselves appear better. We've got to, we've got to stop measuring. We've got, we have to stop and just fall in love with ourselves. Now, let me pause. I'm not implying be arrogant. I'm not implying being conceited, uh, 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 haughty, by no means. No, 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 no. Because in the beginning, remember the scripture, we are to love our neighbors as ourselves. 
So what am I saying then? I'm saying you get your love and your value from the father. Check mark. You embrace it. You walk in it. You embody it. Check mark. And after that, you treat others the same way the father has treated you. Check mark. You see that level of honor, that level of respect, that level of humility will cause relationships to thrive. It will change even the harshest of relationships because everyone loves to be loved. Let me say that again. Oh boy, that make sure you make a note of that. Everyone loves to be loved. Everyone loves to be valued. Even the thief on the cross, Jesus put honor on him and valued him. You know why he could do that? He wasn't comparing himself or competing. He simply loved that thief like the father loved him. Listen, my friend, you're an overcomer. You can get over this. Yes, people have done you wrong. Yes, people have talked about you. They've mistreated you. Yes, some have even abused you and abandoned you. They've walked out on you and they walked in on you at the wrong moment. They were supposed to conceal and cover. Come on. But we know the truth. They cast you out. Even in all of that, don't let anyone take your value. Learn to love yourself. Because relationships at the end of the day are all about me and myself. Let me tell you a little story before we end. I want to just kind of put a period here and a pause here for this week's episode. I want to tell you a story about a person. I won't call their name, but you would know them if I told you. Hint, hint. There's a person and this person loved themselves. That person fell in love. We won't say with who or with what, but they fell in love. They fell in love so hard that they forgot about themselves. At some point, they became vexed with the thing they fell in love with. They became annoyed. They became bitter. They became frustrated. They became agitated. And they could not figure out why. It wasn't until a series of introspection, a series of question, a time of contemplation, that they realized they had started loving the person and the thing more than themselves. And they became jealous, a little tired, a little fatigued. You see, that person could easily be you. We get a new job, we love it. Get a new relationship, we love it. Get a new car, we love it. Get a move to a new city, we love it. At some point, the newness wears off and we're left to look at ourselves. If our self isn't together, if we don't love ourself, if we don't affirm of ourself and approve of ourself, how quickly we'll need to go find something else new to make ourselves feel happy, 
healthy and whole. My question is, what does it profit you to gain all of that? Yeah. And lose and neglect your own self. I want you to take some time in this season. While we're building healthy relationships, while we're learning strategies, I want you to take some time and invest in yourself. Let me say that again. Take some time. Invest in yourself. Do something for yourself for a change. I know the kids, the job, the spouse, the ministry, they're all calling. They're all pulling on you. But time is short. There's no second chance in life. All that could be gone, like the Bible says, is but a vapor. At the end of the day, you got to love yourself and do something good for yourself. This is your homework for the week. Listen, I'm challenging you. I'm pushing you. Take time out this week. Do something for yourself. I promise you, if you allow you to build you up, your relationships will thrive because you will start being in relationship from a place where you're not depleted and you can give and you won't be needy and clingy. Why? Wow, I can't believe I used those words this week. Needy and clingy. But come on, we all have friends who at some times appear needy and clingy. You know, at the end of the day, we should tell them, go love yourself a little better. You weren't made to beg. You weren't made for that. Bring your value to the table. Hear me. Adjust your crown. Your royalty. Royalty lives better. It's all about me and myself. Hey, I'll see you next time. Don't forget, share the podcast. Share this episode. Download it. Tell your friends, your family. I'm taking a moment to get myself together because I love me. See you next time on Conversations with Chris. Thank you for listening to the Conversations with Chris podcast. If you like what you heard today, you can visit www.christiantheowell.com for more information concerning books, blogs, information on spiritual growth and development, and even some of the services we provide, such as coaching, therapy, and deliverance sessions. Also, you can find more information about all that we do at www.overcomersmovement.org. Listen, we are everywhere on social media. You can find us on Facebook or Instagram. Just look for Apostle Chris or look for Overcomers Movement. Look, I enjoyed this time with you today. Before we leave, please take a moment at the end and rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts. If this session has been valuable to you, please share it with a friend, spread the word, tell them that Conversations with Chris is happening every week. Listen, our hearts are for you. You are born of God. You are an overcomer. You have the victory. 
and we'll see you next week. Take care.